Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. And how you guys doing? Welcome to this edition of Motorcycle Madhouse Morning Mayhem. This is the first edition and the second half of the show will be over on MotorcycleMadhouseRadio.com. It's Friday. Hopefully you guys got a good weekend planned ahead for you. Oh, Hollywood over here dealing with the evil Viper sisters, man. They'll be joining us in the second half of the show. Today, today, I'm actually going to cover... A subject that was sent to me by a reader, they seen that I was pretty upset with a article that came out of the Centennial about how this reporter really bashed bikers. That is something that bikers face on a daily when it comes to the press. But what's more disturbing is how the Department of Justice will put out these fake protocol deals about motorcycle clubs. And I've been reading some of the stuff that this guy sent over to me, and I was mind-boggled. I really was. It is from, uh, you know, I think 2004 and 2009. But it really gives you a sense of how them people look on clubs and bikers in general. If anything, that article on yesterday's segment really should hit you right in the face and say, you know what, these little small towns want to make money on us, these big uh, rallies want to make money on us, why do we keep on giving them the money if they don't like us that much? Oh sure, they'll love taking our money, but then they consider us a bunch of rat dogs. Unacceptable. And what's even more unacceptable is people within our own lifestyle back these type of people. A big divide within the scene has always been the hardcore old guys and the old traditions against the rubs. Not saying all rubs are bad. What I'm saying is the attitudes of some of them are detrimental to everybody. Especially when it comes to this back the blue stuff. Man, you probably heard this over and over and over again. How a lot of us that have been around a long time can't stand that. Maybe because we know what people really think about us. Or how law enforcement really is where you're just living in a fantasy to think that them people actually like you that reporter and the article he put out was a disgrace comparing to what is going on with covid 
the eight deaths that happened in Daytona Beach and comparing it to like we were out there being mass murderers. All we are is nothing more than a bunch of middle-aged white people. Now, everybody knows how I feel about that, and I'll discuss that on the second part of the segment. Because YouTube, uh, you know, ain't gonna let us discuss that shit. Because, you know, we're not PC. So I got the radio station to do that myself. But when you read that kind of stuff, and then you look over like, wait a second, aren't you? Yeah. Anyway, I'll get into that on the second segment. But saying that it should have been a national emergency with all that went on about how reckless people are and that the politicians that take pictures of us or pictures with us are nothing but dirtbags. I find it funny because these, these people do not understand that, yeah, you might be attacking bikers, but you're attacking American patriots. People who go to work every morning for their families, they're blue-collar workers, you know, the ones you say that that side of the political aisle supports. See, you're nothing but a propaganda machine for them. But it is funny how far off they really are in their opinion pieces, especially about us. Nowhere in there did he mention how much bikers raise for charity, how good bikers are to the community, and you'll actually see something from the Department of Justice that they put out regarding motorcycle clubs. What to do if a motorcycle gang comes into your neighborhood? Well, I would uh, venture to say if you went and talked to some of the people, say, on the south side of Chicago, west side, or any of the bad neighborhoods, I'd venture to say them people are pretty damn happy that motorcycle clubs came to their town. It is an irrefutable fact that when a clubhouse goes into a neighborhood, that said neighborhood now becomes safer than it used to be. It's not because of law enforcement. It's because the clubs moved in there. You... People don't like that, do you, over on uh, at the Blue Wall or DOJ? You don't like that. Because you feel citizens should fear clubs. That's your whole intention. That's how you make your money, is stoking fear in the people. And what's even more funny is how much of a black eye you really have when the neighborhood that you tried scaring comes out of its shell and see just how good that club is for the neighborhood. Big cities everywhere, especially in the uh, poor part of towns, what am I saying, crime-ridden uh, sections of towns, are flabbergasted by how crime goes down when them clubs come there. 
But you'll come out and say, well, this is what you should watch for. One thing that the DOJ and the FBI, uh, ATF, whatever alphabet letter is today, one thing they're good at is trying to pad their budgets. They want to use instances from the past and put it on the club of today, which isn't right whatsoever. Was there stupid stuff that happened? Was there grisly stuff that happened in the past concerning clubs? Yes. And I'd be a liar if I said there wasn't. You got to be real. And you got to step back and look at it from a real point of view. You can't try to BS anybody. Because if you try to BS somebody, you're looking pretty damn stupid. So, yes, there was bad stuff that happened with the clubs. There still is bad stuff that happens with the clubs. But the DOJ uses that to their advantage. I've talked about when club members went to court and they do that summation. Meaning, just like when I went over that case with the Gypsy Jokers where he actually came out in court and admitted to their charges, admitted from a certain point of time to a certain point of time that this club made their money by selling drugs or guns, whatever the hell it was. So next thing you know, DOJ latches onto that stuff. They're like leeches, man. They latched onto that. And that gave them a reason to be able to classify said club as a criminal outlaw gang. They love that kind of stuff. They love when somebody who's a member of a club stands up and say, yep, it's a gang. Because it also gives them ammunition within the courts as well. One thing the courts love is law enforcement. Why? I have no clue. Because, like I said, I can pull up crimes of cops every single day that are far worse than what some people with clubs do. It's actually kind of ridiculous, but that can be done. But they'll still hold on to the nuts of law enforcement. So when I seen these two journal entries, see, I'm a busybody. I believe in research and everything I do. And that way, I can put out what I've researched, my opinions on it, and then so can you. You can go draw your own conclusions. One of the things that I'm really passionate about is your rights, my rights as a biker, and motorcycle club rights, profiling, all that stuff I'm passionate about. And what's really bad is when you hear people that say, well, this don't exist. Yeah, until it happens to you. Then it does exist. So... We're going to go in and check this out.
Let me know what you have to think about it. Because, again, this has to deal with the DOJ and how they put out this misinformation. Because it actually is getting really ridiculous. So, let's get to this and uh, let's see what you guys think here. Now, this is the Journal of Criminal Justice. This is one of the links that I was sent by this reader after he heard how pissed off I was. This was Volume 37, Issue 2. Now, this was in 2009. Uh, they actually wrote four, uh, five pages on this, uh, pages 174 to 179. They go on, and it's titled, Crimes of the Big Four Motorcycle Gangs. And this was by Thomas Barker and Kelly Hummon. Now, here's an abstract of this. And you can see how somebody that wrote that article yesterday, they're thinking about bikers and clubs. I've been doing this a while, and I've never heard this before. Motorcycle clubs, or MCs, can be divided into conventional and deviant clubs. That is the first time I've ever heard clubs being described as deviant. How childish can you really be? And they go on to say the most deviant clubs are those known as 1% or outlaw motorcycle gangs, OMGs. The big four OMGs are the Hells Angels, the Outlaws, the Banditos, and the Pagans. The first three, although American-based, have international chapters and are the largest motorcycle gangs in the world. So, according to this journal, the deviant clubs are the one percenters. Now, I've talked, and you can tell this is 2009, I've talked in past with the 1% stuff. There are a lot of clubs that are just starting out, throwing on a diamond. And then, next thing you know, all God, they're freaking experts at everything, because they threw on that patch. The reason why some of the majors are taking that patch off, and I've talked about that, is because of the bow black. Now, a lot of people say, well, the protocol, the tradition, blah, blah, blah. We're in uh, the air of, you know, we shouldn't have to follow tradition. We shouldn't have to, uh, you know, have relationships with the major 1% because God Almighty, the Constitution says we don't need to. Well, here's a little thinking for you the reason why and this should answer everything for those who say you shouldn't have to follow the tradition the reason why they do it is because they don't need you jackasses going out on the street and making problems for everybody else because God knows 
a citizen don't know the difference between any of these clubs and depending what's in their mindset or what they see on TV, you're going to be that club if you're the one doing stupid shit. So the majors don't want the problems brought back on them, especially since you got journals like this, the criminal justice journal being writ or wrote about them. They don't want it. That's why tradition exists. And remember, there's protocol, and then there's tradition. Don't get them mixed up. Because a lot of these so-called protocol channels, oh, we're getting them mixed up, man. They don't know the difference between protocol and tradition. They lump it together, which is their first mistake. Because what you're learning is wrong. They're two different things, big time. Anyway, all four are known for their criminal activity and violence towards each other. There has been little scholarly research on these secret and dangerous motorcycle clubs. Interesting. Now you, you need scholars to research these people, as you call them. Dangerous motorcycle clubs. That's the propaganda that law enforcement uses. You can already tell that the journal and the author's writing this didn't go for the club's point of view. Now, do you blame clubs for not talking to media? I wouldn't. Because this is the kind of stuff that they got to deal with. That's why I'm excited about NCOC being out there, because at least they can provide some pushback. I believe that's another thing that Insane Throttle tries to do, is provide some pushback against some of these stories. Now, if some of these stories are freaking where we can't defend them, we'll say so. We'll say, hey, that was some stupid shit right there. Because that's the only way you're going to get the public on your side is to admit your wrongs, but also fight back against the untruths. This research utilizing a LexisNexis newspaper search, that is their research. All they did was, if you don't know what the LexisNexis is, it's like a catalog, an old card catalog from a library type of deal, where everything on the internet, it's kind of like what we use for HarleyLiberty.com, we keyword it. And meaning we'll get all these different articles off those keywords, and I'll choose which ones I want to put on. That's basically what they're using, is the LexisNexis. And they searched, classified the criminal activity of each of the big four gangs using a biker criminology typology developed by Quinn and Knock. The study found that members of the big four gangs are involved in a wide range of criminal activities, with the most common being ongoing criminal enterprises such as drugs and weapons trafficking. The LexisNexis, again, you're going to pull a keyword up. And next thing you know, you're going to get all this stuff. Now, that doesn't distinguish between 
the whole club and individuals of the club, most of whom get kicked out on the streets. They get kicked out. But the research doesn't say that. It just goes by how many articles that they pulled out concerning the activities of the club. There were also numerous instances of spontaneous and planned violent attacks against rivals and others. The study added to the limited body of knowledge on these deviant groups and suggests further areas of research. Deviant groups, that's just like, you know what, you're trying to scare people, man. Or anybody who's are in these clubs are nothing but low lives is basically what they're saying. But they're not telling you that a lot of them are tattoo artists, motorcycle mechanics, auto, sheet metal workers, truck drivers, you name it. They're not putting that in there. Because it don't sell. It goes on, now this was the introduction, because that was the abstract. Riding motorcycles, a recreational activity for many, has become a deviant, subcultural way of life for some. Riders join together in groups, clubs, and interest associations. One can divide motorcycle clubs into conventional deviant, and that's according to Barker 2007. Conventional club members... Listen to this. Representing all races and sexes and riding all makes of motorcycles, foreign domestic, behave according to the norms of society and join together based on their common interest in motorcycles, riding together for the pleasure and championship. Oh, really? Those are conventional club members. Okay, got that. They also go on to say they join traditional motorcycle associations such as the AMA. Where is your reasoning that those are conventional club members? I would actually argue that's the opposite. Not a lot of clubs join the AMA. Oh, wait a second. But you didn't go that far into your history. I got it. I get it now. Historically, they come from different social strata and dress differently and act differently from deviant club members. Deviant clubs? Now listen to this. Norm violating clubs from a sociological standpoint include clubs not AMA sanctioned. They are using the AMA as a basis to distinguish conventional club members and deviant ones. They go on to say all of all one race, sex, or sexual orientation or those labeled as outlaw motorcycle clubs, deviant clubs have always represented a small percentage of the motorcycle riding public, but they received the most attention publicity. Hmm. Really? It's funny. As long as I've been doing this, I've noticed one thing. Clubs, 1%er clubs, are at the forefront. They are the center of the motorcycle scene, not AMA. 
Over time, groups of deviant motorcycles involved into a subculture of bikers labeled by others and themselves as 1% bikers or outlaw motorcycle clubs. Hmm. The 1% of bikers are also a small percentage of all deviant motorcyclists. Furthermore, it is possible for clubs to be considered a deviant club and not be a 1% club. Oh, thank you for that, you know, thank you for that explanation. <laughs> you know, then it goes on and on and on. You know, this is something I, you know, I'm going to put it in the description box. Hopefully you guys read this. What I should do, and what I think I'm going to do is maybe Saturday morning, I'll throw this through the voice engine with a little video in the background and let you hear it. Because this is very important for everybody to know and hear. This is how them people, since they want to call us all deviants, them people think. So that's what I'm going to do on that. I'll put that whole video together so you will listen to it. Now... This is from the Department of Justice. This was their journal, because yes, they have a journal, and this was from 2004, uh, volume 11, uh, 4th, uh, dated summer and that. In the late 1940s, bikers, listen to this, vandalized, yes, vandalized the town of Hollister, when a member of the biker group called off uh, the pissed-off bastards of Bloomington was arrested for fighting. From this time, approximately 1% of biker groups had prided themselves on being outlaws who flaunt the laws and values of society. While some of these values that you have in society, I sure the hell don't want to be a part of. Because it seems like every other day your values changes, so who the hell can keep up? They go on to say it is currently estimated that there are between 300 to 900 outlaw biker gangs in America, with some gangs having more than one chapter. There are four outlaw biker gangs. Well, wait a second here. This is at that time. Remember, there's other ones. HA, outlaws, pagans, banditos uh, control most of the biker world. Although biker gangs may be based in a particular area, they tra uh, travel freely in a format called biker runs. You can tell some pencil neck freaking idiot is right in this kind of stuff. But the problem is, you got people that actually believe this shit. The bikers travel as groups or trips that are highly organized and planned. With numerous security precautions, narcotics distribution is believed to be the biggest moneymaker for the big four biker gangs. That's funny. Because a lot of them can't even pay their fucking dues. I've always talked about this. You see a lot of them that can't pay their dues each month, but they're making all this narcotic money. You really make you guys self look stupid. Intelligence collection is important in determining the crime patterns and vulnerabilities of biker gangs. 
Undercover work that involves attending some of their regular meetings or participating in biker runs is the best way to collect the intelligence. The article also describes police interviewing techniques with biker gang members. We've seen one of them on that one Gypsy Joker deal. And he talked too much. You just got to shut up, man. Nobody gets that. Those cops ain't there to help you. The article concludes that biker gangs are the new organized crime group of the world. They are highly sophisticated and have millions of dollars to counter law enforcement and prosecution efforts. The big four have no restraints when it comes to achieving their criminal goals. So, this, again, is from the Office of Justice Programs, the uh, U.S. Department of Justice. This author was Andrew Graciana. You can get it, uh, article, published, blah, 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 blah. I guess you were right to send me those because that's a good example of how they think on the inside and how all those supposed scholars think about the lifestyle. Think about clubs. And it lines up exactly like the way that reporter talked. Let me know your guys' thoughts in the description box. This is something that we're going to keep going. Uh, I believe tomorrow that's what I'll do is I'll cut up a video background. That way you guys can listen to the article. And we need to have a discussion about this. Because until we push back against this kind of stuff, it's never going to get better. Everybody has to be involved. Not just the uh, MROs. Everybody. Yes, even your damn rubs have to get in on the deal. Because, like it or not, they look at you the same damn way. I don't know, care how much money you're flashing around. If you're on a motorcycle, and if they get a chance, they're going to profile your ass. It happens to everyone. So, with that, uh, I'm going to head on over to... Uh, the second uh, part of the show, MotorcycleMadhouseRadio.com, right after this commercial break. Brotherhood and Betrayal is an in-depth look at the trials and tribulations of street gang and motorcycle club life. This isn't the run-of-the-mill book that doesn't give the goods. This book will go into detail of events that actually happened. All materials in this book have been approved by those involved. There is nothing poetic, nor is there any price worth paying for the life we choose to live on the streets. James Hollywood Machikari, Brotherhood and Betrayal. You know what my favorite fantasy is? I love two hard cocks. I like to have one fucking me and I like to suck one off while the other one's fucking me. And today, I'm having two of my very favorite friends come over. And they're going to be eating my pussy and I'm going to be sucking them off. Mmm, I can hardly wait. They should be here any minute. Suck it. Suck it deep. Suck it. Suck it deep. Suck it. WMMR TV. 
Rockford, where you can always get your freak on. Where you always can get your freak on, man. I, I didn't sleep good last night, guys. I didn't. I had the Viper Sisters together. I had one eye open waiting for my uh, throat to get cut. Yes, I got the Viper Sisters in here, and I am standing up for all us males today. Uh, we have Christine in the house, as well as China Dow, the two dummies. That's what it is, the two dummies. I wait up i walk in take my pills well how you doing i look at her then i look at my fucking dog sitting next to her this freaking dog of mine is a traitor you know i was i was playing around with christine last night you know that bitch bit me that bitch pitbull bit me bites the hand that feeds her unfreaking real anyway how you guys doing what's up good morning happy friday shut up how you what doing, the Christine? Fuck, really? <laughs> pretty, pretty good. Did you morning. sleep in good? Yeah, I did just fine. I'm glad you guys slept in, you fucking bitches. <laughs> I'm sitting there thinking that I'm gonna get my throat clicked. But anyway, we got a special uh, report coming in here right now, guys. C News. This is a special report. Here's Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb. And good morning to those just joining us here in New York. We have breaking news from Buckingham Palace this morning. D uh, Prince Philip, the husband of Queen Elizabeth, the Duke of Edinburgh, a fixture of British life for decades, has passed away at the age of 99, just weeks before his 100th birthday. We just received a statement from the palace. It is with deep sorrow that Her Majesty the Queen announces the death of her beloved husband, His Royal Highness, the Prince of Philip, Duke of Edinburgh. Mm. His Royal Highness passed away peacefully this morning at Windsor Castle. Sad state of affairs. Prince Philip has died at 99 years old. He was like one of the last of the cool royals, man. I love the queen and stuff like that. I love watching that one show, Crown. It kind of gives a back and uh, forth of uh, how they came about. Uh, the whole nine yards. How uh, Elizabeth's uh, father abdicated uh the or actually the uncle advocated the crown and then it went to uh, her father then to him or to her she is the longest serving royal around and i think it's pretty cool because a lot of roots go back to england and after the revolutionary war and stuff we stay close with them uh sad state of affairs man because philip partied like a damn biker man he was all up in that shit so uh, that coming out of England this morning, he has died. Uh, lost a good guy there. What do you think, uh, girls? It's sad. Sad state of affairs, man. It really is. At least they have people over there that you recognize, and they're not schlucks like over here. Well, the thing, I, I'm just kind of shocked he made it to 99. Only weeks away from 100. Yeah, no kidding. Man. It's too bad he couldn't make it to 100 before it happened, though. You know? I'm hoping Queen Elizabeth does, because I... How I, old is she? Do we know? She's in her 90s, but I, you know, I don't want fucking, uh... Uh, what is his name? Uh, Prince Charles as the king. Yeah. No, that's... He's a schluck. No, you know, maybe, no, maybe Prince William would be cool, but not, uh... You know, that schluck. No, you don't, you're not a fan of Prince Charles? Hell no, man! You see what he did to Diana? <laughs> that <laughs> bastard 
We lost a good woman then. I love uh, Princess Diana, man. She basically told everybody to go fuck themselves. That's what they all should be doing. Well, you know, it is what it is, man. But that is uh, news coming out today. A lot of coverage in the news is going to be about Prince Philip. Uh, so our thoughts go out to the royal family. And uh, they'll probably be saying and bastardizing me in the comment section why you giving kudos to the royals. But they'll go blow me. Anyway. Blow and go? Blow and go, man. <laughs> no, it's pound blow and go. Really? Yes. Yes, it is. So, you know what? You guys are like two peas in a pod, man. Why? You know, you really are. You guys have been hanging, talking. I've never seen you so happy before. Maybe I should move out. Bye. And then, you know, you can have your sister here, and, you know, it'll be applicable where I don't have to worry about you being all right, and I can go out and, you know, further the revolution. Further the revolution? What? You're going to go make more kids? No! Blow and go! Yeah. Make make more kids because you do realize when you blow and go, unless you're wearing a raincoat, you're going to be producing more children. I don't like them things. You have have an issue with uh, your pull-out game is fucking shitty. Why pull out, man? That's not the way it works. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We can castrate him. Yeah, castrate my ass. Who do you think I am, Rubik's? (laughs) (laughs) We're going to snip your balls. Can you believe he said that yesterday on members only chat? Dude, he said it like 900 times. You know, me and my wife discussed it. Wait a second here. Why would you discuss it with your wife to get your nuts cut? Uh, See, that's the reason why there's a revolution happening. See, I was smart. I had our son C-section and just had them shit, had my tubes tied and burned and twisted and whatever else right then and there. That's what's supposed to happen. A woman's supposed to do it. You don't clip your manhood. What the fuck is wrong with you people? That means he's shooting blanks now. I don't care if he's shooting blanks. Why are you going to let your woman decide if you get your penis cut up? I think my favorite was the argument over the kilt. And then I busted him out on the definition with a kilt is actually... What's the definition of a kilt? It's a pleated skirt worn by Scottish men. That must have hurt, man. Yeah. That he's yelling, uh, look up the history, look up the history. I said, no, I looked up the definition, and the definition tells all. It's a pleated skirt. It's a pleated skirt. Worn by men. And he and had boys. that see that don't do good for the revolution, man. Uh because he went and uh asked his old lady to get his nuts cut and he wears a dress. I know. Now sad. I don't care what every anybody does, that's up to them. But how is that a representation of our revolution against the Vipers? It's not. The anti-Viper That's why I league. said he was on our team. <laughs> yeah, I had a traitor yesterday. Sergeant Grinch. Traitor to the cause. He's lesbian now. He's lesbian now. <laughs> I don't believe this. He switched teams. It's only a couple of days and I got a traitor in the house. Yeah. He's now on our side. He is now a lesbian. I don't know why he's on your side. You're slucks. Because we're awesome. How are you awesome? Girls rule, boys drool. No, you can't do that. You know, we're not in fifth grade. <laughs> anyway, you got to tell me one good reason why you women think you rule. Because we're hot. You're not. That's not a good reason. We have pussies. You don't. That's not a good reason. 
See, you can't There's think of anything. You, you cannot think in this anything world. intelligent to say about why you guys uh, think you rock. Uh, think, and that is you representing these women species. Well, you're not much of a good representation for the male species. What I'm, the fuck? Uh, hell yeah, I am. I go I'm out cuter. there. I tell my freaking uh, feelings. I don't hide them. At least I'm cuter. I don't have. Uh, I, that's your thing. You're cuter. I am. I'm Women do I'm run not. the world with the pussy. You're That's not. pretty bad. You're not. And You're then they ugly. wonder why, you know, men say, you know, they don't got too many good brains. Women don't got good brains. Dude, I got more brain cells than you do. You friars. Well, 420 is good for you. Mm. It's a healthy deal. You know, ask your sister. I know. She already was outside doing it. Wake and bake. Wake and bake, <laughs> baby. <laughs> That's why I love her. Wake and bake, man. <laughs> you know, we had a good old time last night uh, talking and stuff. Uh, very interesting. Very interesting. You know, she already took my dog. She's trying to buy my freaking kid off. You know, I don't know where I'm going here, man. You know, I'm alone here, guys, and you guys don't know what, you know, you don't know how to back a brother, but uh, you guys kind of suck. <laughs> but I'm an awesome auntie. I'm yeah. going to win. Yeah, I know you are. I'm going to win. Anyway, I got good news. Oh, Lord. You got to talk into the mic. I'm going to kill China, though. I really am. What's the good news, butthole? I'm going to kill you. Please. Uh, Anyway. Don't threaten me with a good time. The good news is (laughs) NASA gives the all clear Earth safe from asteroid for the next hundred years, like I believe these cocksuckers. Next thing you know, it's going to get Armageddon in this motherfucker. Anyway, an asteroid that was uh, discovered in uh, 2008, I believe, and it's called Apopolis, uh, is not going to be smacking into us. There's going to be a close call in 2068. This is the one that was supposed to... Uh, come very close to us in 2029 and again in 2036. Uh, their uh, statement is a 2068 impact is not in the realm of possibility anymore and our calculations do not show any impact risk for the next 100 years. Well, 2068, I'll be dead anyway. Uh, but if not sooner. If not sooner with you fucking broads. Uh, <laughs> it, it, you know what? It, it sucks trying to sleep with your you know one eye open, man. Why? We were both asleep by 1.30. You know what? That's amazing. I know. That's she, amazing. She fell asleep first. Usually you're up forever. She fell asleep first and I'm like, well, fuck, now I got nobody to talk to. So I just took my meds and went to bed. Did you, uh, did you guys even do the TikToks? No. <laughs> We haven't even taken pictures. What the hell is wrong with you guys? We talk too much. Oh, my God, do I know that. (laughs) My God, do I know that. So did NASA go Armageddon and, like, blow the fucking asteroid up, or did they just, like, it's just changed its, uh... See, that's the problem. You know, I was just sitting here talking about how women don't have brains... China doll, you are the poster girl. What? Did they blow it up and go Armageddon on it, or did it just change routes? She's dumb, people. I'm sorry. I apologize. What the fuck? I really do apologize. Uh, She really thinks NASA blew up an asteroid. That'd be cool. 
but she thinks that happened. That, that's the sad state of affairs. Uh, that, that's your representative, women. Uh, Shut in the your, fuck uh, up, you asshole. <laughs> that's your representative. I'm sorry, But guys. you didn't specifically say, did it change routes or what? You just asked if it blew up. Well, that too. That would be cool. Did you see any space shuttles go up there like freaking Bruce Willis and blow up the fucking asteroid? I wish I did. That'd be cool. But you asked the question. But then we'd have to live by your brother to see it go off, to see it, you know, the space You're digging go. a hole for yourself. You really are. Shut up. You're no, digging what? a hole. My God. I married that. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's so morning, she says. You guys got to remind me, man. I got to hook up a uh, different, you know, I'm going to have people in the studio. I got to hook up more uh, mics and stuff. That way we're a professional studio and stuff since we're on the air now. I do want to send out, man, our Okinawa freaking military bases, man. You guys kick ass, man. I really appreciate you guys uh, passing the word through the barracks and stuff. I got some... Uh, emails from you guys that are encouraging you love the show and stuff of course you love china doll but hey for 1999 i'll get you some nudes of china down you guys can pin her up on your lockers and stuff like that uh again 1999 you can get some pictures of the smallest titties on the uh, face of the earth i don't know how much that'd do for you but it happens it happens uh how you guys doing out in the netherlands man i love you guys in the netherlands you guys rock and roll make sure you guys are smoking some good ass weed man some good ass weed anyway we're gonna go to our first song today and boy do i know this man love really bites and it bites some ass sometimes we're gonna go to def leopard
is an in-depth look at the trials and tribulations of street gang and motorcycle club life. This isn't the run-of-the-mill book that doesn't get the goods. This book will go into detail of events that actually happened. All materials in this book have been approved by those involved. There is nothing poetic, nor is there any price worth paying for the life we choose to live on the streets. James Hollywood Machikari, Brotherhood and Betrayal. Okay, we are back with the Rock-A-Hose. That's what I'm going <laughs> to freaking uh, name this episode right here, Rock-A-Hole. That is it. What do you think about the title of my episode, Rock-A-Hole? You know, we were just over here talking about uh, your pictures from the Swingers Club and your negligee and stuff. I think those are worth about forty nine ninety nine. Okay, no $20 picture. What the fuck? She kind of got pissed off at me. She's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Only nineteen ninety nine. Fuck okay. you, nineteen ninety nine. Forty nine ninety nine. That's what I got. But you know how do we do that auction <laughs> shit? Auction shit. We got forty nine ninety nine. Give me fifty. 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 Dude, that's just like when you were going to try and auction me off on a date. What the fuck is wrong with you? I don't know, man. I got one of the mental freaking issues, I think. Uh, you know, I'm just crazy, you know? I'm a crazy, sick so, puppy. So you're going to send me off on a date for Top Bitter, huh? Top Bitter! <laughs> Top Bitter gets a date with freaking China now. <laughs> We're starting off the freaking uh, auction at $500. $500. You'd be like, I thought you were going to say $5. <laughs> I was going to be like, you're a dick. $500. We got $500. We get, can we get six? Can we get six? Six, six. <laughs> You're a dumbass. <laughs> you know, then I'll, you know what? Better yet, guys, for $500, I'm going to give you both of the Vipers. Both of the Vipers, <laughs> you get to go on a date with Christine and China Dow. And, you know, for about $1,500, $2,000, you get about 15 minutes of fun. You know, that's what I what can say. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm auctioning off a fantasy for our <laughs> listeners. 1500 bucks to start the bidding. And you get 15 minutes with the Rock-A-Hose. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Christine? She all high over here and shit. <laughs> I'd rather go fishing. <laughs> oh! It'll be good. You know what? We'll donate the money to charity. Okay. You're weird. Yes, we're going to donate the money to charity. It's called the Hollywoods Charity Fund. <laughs> Grandpa Slayer says if it was a one-of-a-kind poster, it could bring in money. Oh, it's a one-of-a-kind, let me tell you, man. Uh, <laughs> but what do you think? I think that would be a good thing. You're stupid. <laughs> $1,500 at the Rumble. You guys get 15 minutes with China Doll and Christine. I bet you blow within 30 seconds, though. And you know what? <laughs> After you blow, it's done. It happens. Game over. Game over. You know, 1500 bucks for 30 seconds. Hey, you know, it is what it is, man. <laughs> Sergeant Grinch says pimping ain't easy. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't, man. I need to get me one of them pimp hats, man. You know, a green neon suit or something. You know, those idiots walk around at. I could. You should wear a purple one. A purple one. A purple suit. <laughs> yeah. With a pink top, a pink shirt. I don't think. Enough. I don't think Christine. You know what? I'll split it with Christine's boyfriend. <laughs> I'll, go nine, I'll go 90-10 with him. 90-10. He knows how to rock money. No. <laughs> You're splitting that shit. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to expect 50%. I don't go 50% with nobody. <laughs> Especially if I'm trying to earn the money here, man. <laughs> 
actually try to go 51%. Oh, no. No, it can't happen. He likes control. It don't happen. I like control, too, man. But, you know, 30 seconds. Or, you know what? An erotic massage. Okay? Well, you know, I'll go. I'll, I'll work with you. An erotic massage. 1500 uh, bucks. I'm just going to hire an Oriental to do it if they pay us 1500 I could pay an Oriental to do it for two. <laughs> actually, actually, an Oriental massage, uh, it only runs about 75 bucks for a happy ending. That's what it does. It runs for $75. i am am serious. Well, and I'm going to pay some Chinese chick to come do it for 75 bucks, and I still got profit. <laughs> you got to remember, them Chinese, they come over on the boat, and, you know, that's their job. They do nails, and they do... <laughs> What I got Oriental people that do my nails. They're pretty I, good. They're awesome. You see how she changes the subject yeah. from uh, yeah. you know my auction to uh, doing nails. Freaking Greg, <laughs> fastest way to blow fifteen hundred bucks. <laughs> 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 well, you know when I had the escort stuff going on, man, they paid big bucks for them bras. Yeah, but man. I wasn't involved in that shit. No, but, you know, 1500 bucks, you know, that was like nothing for that these was lawyers. Over, that was overnight with them, though. No, it wasn't. It was, was only an hour or two at the time. Nuh-uh. Those lawyers and all the... You know what? I had cops even doing that shit. They would give up a freaking half a month's salary for these broads. That's crazy. They're nuts! Well, I mean, I did see a couple of them, so it would have been worth it, but I'm just saying... <laughs> You are a hoe, man. 1-800-DIAL-A-HOE. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. <laughs> See, China Dolls as devious as I am, man. She wants to make the money, too. I should have put her as the freaking head hoe. <laughs> head hoe instead of head mistress? Hell yeah. <laughs> I like mistress better. You're a mistress. Because I'm going to whip them all into shape. <laughs> I bet you would. You know what? You're one of them evil fuckers, both of you, that want to dress up as a dominatrix and whoop the motherfucking shit out of people. Dude, I would walk in and fucking wear shit tons of tight-ass leather. I, I ain't putting up my, spi- my spiked heels in anybody's balls, but, you know. I mean, unless they want it. <laughs> I would totally step on someone's balls. For $500, freaks, you can have China Doll step on your nuts. <laughs> Five hundred dollars. It's rock a hoe time. <laughs> Dial a hoe. <laughs> and you guys wonder why I turn gray. <laughs> because this bitch thinks just like me. It's about making the dollar. Dollar make you holler. You know what I should do is I should start up my old escort business. I can have it up and running within a month. Yeah, no. And I, you know, I'd have you girls running the hose, and I'll just sit back and, you know, collect the. No, nah, because they piss me off. I have to bitch slap them. You know what the hell? It happens in I mean, that business. Not, it yeah. happens. Yeah, I, I might have to slap a hoe. <laughs> slap a hoe. <laughs> I slapped a hoe. <laughs> she slapped a hoe. She on did. Boss. <laughs> you know, you got to tell me that story. Tell me that story. Tell you that story. Yes. I work for a psychotic, schizophrenic woman. You know, schizos, man, I heard they're pretty good in bed, though. Yeah, you can only take so much of this woman. (laughs) Why'd you end up slapping the bitch? Because she's mental. She pushed me. Oh, she pushed you. Yes, and then she went after me with a bottle. Damn, I'd have slapped that bitch, too. (laughs) I slapped her and I left. 
my goodness gracious, didn't she pull your hair or something? Yeah, a couple months before. And you didn't slap a bitch? No, I threatened her. So you threatened her after she pulled your hair. I'd have slapped the bitch at that time. I just warned. Oh, I didn't threaten her. I warned her. You're so, evil. I only. I don't give three strikes. You don't give three strikes. I don't give one strike. Somebody pulling out my hair, but I don't got much hair to pull anymore. But I liked my job. Oh, you like the job. See, that's the kind of bitch. If that would have happened to uh, my broad, I would have been charging her points on that shit. And keep in mind that bo- that same broad who she slapped used to steal her tips out of the tip jar. Oh, I would have beat that bitch at that point. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of people out there. Well, guys, don't hit girl. I'll beat that bitch. That's what would have happened. You start stealing some money, I'm beating your ass. Yeah, now, she, now she struggles for help. Oh, she struggles for help. Maybe I should call her tonight. I that don't know. Would, Maybe that, sh- that'd be weird. Why? You need her on her meth night. Oh, on her meth night. Oh, my goodness gracious. Meth is a devil's drug, man. I always say that. You know, I don't know why people have to go over to 420, <laughs> Mark, man, because 420, you know, I gave uh, Christine some White Widow last night. And how was your experience with the White Widow? Different. That was different, huh? Yeah. You know, then I gave you some Aurora. And we're going to see, you know, Aurora chills you out. But White Widow, you get on the level of God at that point, you can actually have a conversation with him. You can. God? Yes. I see him all the time. We're best buddies. Wow, where are you looking? Huh? No, man, I just smoke on that white whittle. See, I believe in that Indian bullshit. Do you have imaginary friends? Yes, I do. Whoa. But the old man upstairs is not imaginary. He's real. And uh, what I do is I take the Indian route. You know, the, you know, that kind of Indian. And, uh, you know, I smoke up on the shit like they used to and their teepees and shit. You know what? That's what I need to do is put a teepee outside. You know, I need to put a sweat lodge outside is what I need. You know, I... Oh, my God. He's going to start wearing feather dresses? Hell, yeah, man. Whoa. Feather dress? Dress. Yes. Dress. Well, what the fuck, man? Then you can invite Rubik's over, and you guys can be in a kilt and a dress together. You'd be skirting it and kilting it and whatever. I got to get myself a squaw, man. That's what I'm talking about here. I got to get a squaw, and I'll have some Indian pussy. Yes. (laughs) That's what she, you know what, you'll be hearing that from the freaking TP is when, you know, I'm banging that bitch and it won't be a freaking two-pump chump deal. Oh my God, can you imagine what your neighbors would think? That would be awesome. (laughs) They'll be peeking out their windows going, what are they doing now? (laughs) Especially the one behind us. They're freaks behind us. She's got like 900 kids. What the hell? You know, she needs to close that pussy off, put a freaking under construction deal on that shit. (laughs) She's a foster. She's a foster? She fosters kids. Oh, man, that's pretty cool, man. Yeah, she is. I see her all the time at the gas station. She fosters children. That is badass. You know what? We should do that. I don't know, man. The state wouldn't give me kids. You know what I turn them into? You know, I turn them into weirdos, man, like me. They'd be all sitting in here pot smoking with you. Hell yeah, man. (laughs) Yeah, she fosters kids from uh, infants up until... Uh, teenage years. That's badass. But her, the main goal with her foster situation, from what I've discussed with her, and when I see her at the gas station, is uh, she fosters for reunification. Well, yeah, you gotta. That's so right. she there with her until they're you know 
whoever's raising them, their mother or their father or whatever, gets their shit together. And then they do reunification. You know what? That's a very, very awesome story, but I'm over here talking about Indian pussy. And I don't want to hear about your Indian pussy. <laughs> you know, I'm talking about... put. Can I put a T... What am I talking about? I'm going to put a TP up in the fucking backyard, man. You're going to put it back by the fire pit? Hell yeah. 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 You know, I'll make a big-ass TP. The fire pit will be my freaking, you know, place, and I'll it smoke some 420, and I'll invite God over. You know, I'm always at his place. i got to invite him to mine. <laughs> You're always at his place. Yes. You know, and it was kind Are of... Are you going to have friends come over and play? Yes, I'm going to have him, Jesus, Buddha, the whole nine <laughs> yards come over. You know, I get, it was funny. You know, I gave her that blunt yesterday. I was like, man, she don't know what's coming to her. And next thing you know, she's smoking up and in the garage. Man, I feel that creeping up on my ass. It's quite different than homegrown, isn't it? Well, yeah. but the stuff i get is good too but was it a white widow good they're all good if they get you high it's good there you go i I agree i have to agree on that type of stuff it's just i'll give you different kinds of high well you know what they say sex is uh you get more pleasure out of sex if you 420 and I have to say, that's bullshit. You know, I'll smoke up and stuff. You'll be bobbing on the knob, and it's like, would you finish already? You know, I thought it was supposed to be good. <laughs> you know, then it's like, uh, I want to have sex. And it's like, really, man? That's fucking work. I'd rather go fishing. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I like her, man. I can't ra- wait to get my boat back. And we go hit the Rock River. We're going to have... Oh, yeah. Is Greg in the Discord server? Yes, he is. Greg, you got a writing partner for the Rumble in the Woods. And Donna does not attend. (laughs) Donna don't attend, which I don't think she was talking about it having to be virtual and shit like that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Greg's going to have Christine as his writing (laughs) partner. I'm putting Christine on the back of his bike. Maybe she'll give him a reach around. I don't know. Oh, come on Anyway, you know, it happens. You play with my pecker all the time. You know, that's the cost of the ride. TMI. Uh, Anyway, uh, you know, he's going to have a partner. Greg's giving a thumbs up. I bet. See, Hollywood takes care of Greg. (laughs) Greg is one of my bestest buddies, man. I love when Greg comes over. I can't wait to fish with him. You know, I think we're going to go out there, catch some walleye, catch some catfish and stuff. Uh, So it's going to be a fun time, man. Greg, Greg is one of the only ones that's not imaginary. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love Greg. He's a cool fucking guy. <laughs> and I don't like a lot of people. You know that. I know. Greg, I love to death, man. He's my boy. <laughs> so, you know, we've been riding. He's, You know what? He's a safe. He, he rides safe, so you don't have to worry about him. You know, but again, you might have to, you know, slip your hand down there. Oh, and stop. You're gross. How am I gross? You do it all the time. That's uncomfortable. Don't you act like a prude. I am a prude. I don't know what you're talking about. Dude, you bobbed on more knobs than motherfucking uh, Ginger in fucking the pornos with Debbie Does Dallas. What the hell? <laughs> That's a mouthful. God damn. <laughs> that is a mouthful. Look at her. She's all funny and stuff. She got to talk in the microphone, but she's funny. <laughs> You over here saying in your head, yeah, you got that right, motherfucker. (laughs) 
just call me a sperm bank. <laughs> just come make your deposits. Get it? <laughs> come make your deposits. Yeah, we got it. We got that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Enjoy every moment. So, yeah, you know what? That is on my list, okay? That's on my list. You know what? You you have Tontos up by you in uh, where you live. Tontos. <laughs> tontos? Yeah, Tontos. <laughs> Redskins. My older sister uh-huh. that was adopted with me, she was two. She's an Indian, too. Hey, can you hook a brother up? She's in a nursing home. I don't care. She still has it. <laughs> Maybe she's a lesbian. I don't know. Uh, hey, I'll just set a china doll on her. But hey, man. <laughs> oh, I love my sister. Quit picking on her. Is anyway. She, is she a tanto? <laughs> yes. Oh, look at that, man. She's in a nursing home, huh? Yeah. How, how long do, you know, how much did it cost to book something? Book <laughs> something. COVID. They don't let nobody in. COVID? I got my shots. <laughs> Fuck COVID. All I need is one more. Then I'm ready to go. Yeah, but... She lives in a nursing home. Their rules are totally different. We can't even release her. Well, you know, maybe I can hook it up with the nurse and, you know, work a deal out. But I don't think you're her type. No, why not? Because I'm a white man. I'm, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a white man. <laughs> she dated white guys before. Well, that's cool. So why is she? Why ain't I her type? I don't know. You just don't seem like her type. I'm a funny guy. Well, yeah. Funny looking. Fuzzy, fuzzy, wuzzy. You're high, man. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> She's like fuzzy, wuzzy, was a bear. Fuzzy, fuzzy wuzzy, wuzzy has had no hair. Fuzzy, um, wuzzy, you know what? Wuzzy, every, fuzzy. That's why he's wearing a hat. I talked about, uh, you know, China Dow. Every time I walk into the fucking bathtub, every time she, you know, shaves her hoo ha, I got hair all over. It's like a fucking forest down there. You're so full of shit. No, I, I'm I not. clean up after myself in the bathroom. You're the one, you and your son, pissing on the rim, pissing on the floor, not flushing. What we're, the fuck? We're men. That's what we do. You come in for the cleanup. Yeah, but you know what was funny? Yesterday. After you came out of the bathroom, Christine went in, and she's like, he put the fucking seat down. <laughs> I'm not, I think I'm hospitable to our Yeah, guests. but that's the only time you did, because I went in there after you this morning, and the fucking seat was up. That's because it's you. Anyway, you know, I'm hospitable. <laughs> hospitable. Hospitable? Yeah. You hungry? You thirsty? You need something to drink. Hey, you guys should go get me something to drink at the gas station. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm buying. It's what, 10.30, 11 o'clock at it night? It was 10.30 at night. You're like, you guys need to go get me something to drink. <laughs> really? There's tea downstairs. No, no, I want a no. Coke. I had to have some sugar. Wasn't feeling good yesterday. I had a big-ass fucking seizure yeah, yesterday. Yeah, so freaking 10.30 at night, we're out at the freaking truck stop. Because all the other gas stations besides BP was closed. You know, well, and my work was still open. Big but ass seizure. I, don't I need some sugar, man. And your dumbass just left me on the fucking ground flopping like a fish. You only flopped for like a second. Yeah, flop like a second, but I'm all out and you know. You hit your head. I didn't want to hurt. You. I didn't want to wake you. You're a bitch. I told you these bitches trying to kill a motherfucker, man. That's not our fault. You fall down, go boom. You <laughs> poke you with no stabby thing. You know when would you have called the ambulance? I just want to know. If I'm turning fucking blue and it's too late? If you weren't breathing, 
I would have helped you out. And I was told directly from your neurologist not to call 911 unless you are physically thrashing around for more than two minutes. Man, fuck that neurologist, man. <laughs> and I'm also supposed to stand back because you're a violent fucker. What happens? You know, it happens. Didn't I punch a paramedic once? You punched a paramedic and you took a knife out on a different paramedic. Yeah. That motherfucker wanted to press charges against me. Here I am having a seizure on what the fuck I'm doing. He wants to press charges against a motherfucker. Yeah, his chief said to shut the fuck up. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Because they don't know what they're doing when they come out of seizures. Yeah, you don't. You know what? You don't fuck with somebody in a seizure, man. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. No, my favorite was the cop trying to catch you as you were falling into a seizure. Oh, man. That's hilarious. You know what? He still to this day probably gets picked on, don't he? Yes, he does. Especially since we sent him a pizza with a chair that I made out of popsicle sticks and a little miniature Barbie laying on the top of the pizza. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and it was like there was a sign there saying, don't catch an epileptic. No shit, man. <laughs> yeah. Those, those are still on his desk. We're going to go with the song by Jackal. And this describes these deviant vipers. Uh, well, it's Rock-A-Hole.
by Jackal and Numb by Linkin Park, baby. He had the Indians going and everything, man. I know Jackal's probably got some Indian pussy. You know, I know they did, man. But anyway, I always had a question for for uh, Christine. I always had a question for you. See, uh, I was talking about a bucket list with China Doll, a sex bucket list. Oh and I would like to know, what is, you know, give me one thing on your sex bucket list that you would like to do. You really want to know? Yes! I'd rather go fishing. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was going to come up. <laughs> I knew it was. <laughs> you know, I uh, another thing, you know, maybe China Doll can answer this is you know women are freaks women are freaks and i was wondering if it's always been like a dream or a fantasy i would have to put uh if uh women really like you know wanting to be a hooker they get a lot of dick probably more than two pump chump being a hooker yes i know women have had that fantasy no you're bullshitting me don't bullshit hollywood no no you, no. No way. No way. Come on. All that attention and you get paid for laying on your back? I'd be no fun. 
This is true, man. Yeah. This Didn't is, you say she's a log? She is a log, man. I'm very, I'm very disappointed in that. So what would be the purpose? Blow and go. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> but anyway, I had a question in uh, Discord. Does the 420 help uh, with the seizures? It depends. Uh, my seizures are pretty fucked up. Uh, they come out of nowhere. Uh, sometimes I'll get what's called auroras and stuff like that. H- how I can describe a seizure with the auroras is it's an adrenaline rush that you'll never feel. You know, you never feel before unless you have epilepsy. Uh, it's kind of weird. Uh, you get uh, tunnel hearing and stuff. And you get this feeling, uh, I don't know if it's because of the chemicals being released in the brain or what. Uh, I got what's called uh, Grand Mall and Focals. And a focal is one side of the brain starts going stupid, and then the uh, grand mall is both of them. But you get a, a feeling of euphoria right before the seizure happens, and then everything goes black, or, you know, with some epileptics. Uh, you know, you travel back in time and you actually feel you're there. That's you. And you smell, you can, uh, uh, feel the warmth of the sun. Uh, you actually feel like you're talking to people. That's the kind that I have. And I do smoke a lot of 420. Most of the time it's right before bed. That way, you know, cause I sleep in a different part of the house than China doll. And uh, it kind of keeps them at bay at nighttime when I'm most vulnerable. Uh, then there's the afternoons. And uh, usually what happens is the meds, I got to take twice a day and stuff like that. And they knock the shit out of me. You know, epileptic uh, med medications are fucked up. They put you in a whole different level. And... I'm on double the dose of what I should be on, uh, what the, uh, what is it, uh, they recommend, because that's how bad the seizures get, so, uh, yeah, 420, it helps at nighttime, uh, but not too much during the day, you know, uh, China Dowls got used to it, my kids got used to them, and all that kind of shit, uh, Christine, she seen it firsthand yesterday, what they look like, uh, I heard it. Oh, you heard it. You know, I got to be proud of my dogs, though, man. My dogs were guard dogs at that point. You know, even though they're, you know, trading bitches, uh, you know, but when uh, Daddy hit the fucking floor, you know, my Jack Russell, man, oh, my God. Nasty. She wouldn't like Christina in the room. Hell no, man. <laughs> she all sitting there going, Yeah, go ahead. Come in that room by him. I'm going to bite your ass. Uh, you know, and then you got Xena. That's my uh, therapy dog. Uh, they don't, you know, a lot of people don't understand pit bulls. They only see what they see in, you know, the media. You know, they're all bad and all bad. No, they're not bad. They're the nanny. They're, they're the original nanny dogs until you got a bunch of cocksucking pricks. That go out and fight them. You know what I like to do? I like to grab them motherfuckers, put them in the ring, and let them fight to the death. But anyway, uh, she is an actual therapy dog for me. She can actually sense the seizures coming on. Yeah, she usually forewarns you if she's in the room with you. Yeah, but unfortunately, she wasn't in the room. She was with me and Christina and Corey in mm-hmm. the other room. 
But she was the first one to hear the noise. She looked up. Right. And then we're all like, what the fuck is that? Right. I come in, chairs flipped over, you're on the floor, Mm -hmm. face planted. Right. And then she'll come and then she'll lick the shit out of me until she wakes me up. Yeah. You know, it's not a human that can wake me up. It's my dog that wakes me up. Yeah, that and Corey acting like your mom. Yeah, well, that... I think it was Zena, you know, I really do. I think it was Corey. I felt, I felt like I took a fucking bath when I got up. <laughs> well, she cleaned your ears real well and your nose holes. Yeah, you know, but, you know, that's why I love pit bulls, uh, you know, because they're a family dog and stuff. But more importantly, they're a therapy dog for me. Yes. And uh, how often do I get them? Uh, you know what? I went uh, a year seizure-free, and then a doctor changed my fucking meds. And when you change the meds of an epileptic, you're fucking them up. Because they're used to that fucking uh, med uh, regimen. And it's hard enough to find a med regimen that's going to help an epileptic. So... Lately, lately he's been having at least the minimum of one a month. No, it's yes. been more than that. Well, the minimum. Yeah. You've had at least one a month, but sometimes you've been having them Those like are once my, every two weeks. That's my grand malls. Yeah. But Focals, if you ever watch me on the YouTube channel and it looks like I'm having a brain fart, that's a Focal seizure. Yeah, he'll literally just sit there and stare. And if you're close enough to him, you can actually see his eyeballs shake. Yeah. So that's what's happening when you see me pause or something like that is uh, those are focal seizures. And those happen a couple times a week. Yeah. But the grand mall ones, those are the bad ones. Those are the ones when I call. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's how often I get them. I get focals almost every day. But uh, the big ones that you got to worry about is, uh, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) the big ones. So, uh, but that's, uh, with that, that was a great show today, guys. I really appreciate our guest in. So we know her bucket list for sex is uh, fishing, which, hey, man, that's awesome stuff. So, but with that, guys, I'm going to turn you guys over to... The Audio DJ after this commercial break. Brotherhood and Betrayal is an in-depth look at the trials and tribulations of street gang and motorcycle club life. This isn't the -the run-of-the-mill book that doesn't get the goods. This book will go into detail of events that actually happened. All materials in this book have been approved by those involved. There is nothing poetic, nor is there any price worth paying for the life we choose to live on the streets. James Hollywood Machikari, Brotherhood and Betrayal. I still think that there's more.